definitely human. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over seventy percent of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on LinkedIn.com/achieve today. Hold up! What was that? Boring, no flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey guys, welcome to Back to Earth, a podcast about roots. I'm Charlie May. It is springtime. This is episode 12, and I'm currently sat in a car full of chickens. <laughs> I'm here with Harry, my brother, and mum. Hi. Hello. And we've just been to the British Hen Welfare Trust to pick up 12 chickens to rehome and give them a happy retirement, haven't we? Yes. Yeah. Almost featherless chickens. Oh, yeah, they've <laughs> yeah. given us boxes. We've got two in each box. Harry's got one on his knees. I've got one on my knees. We've got four on the back seat. I think it's been a very stressful day for them because they've just been picked up from a farm this morning um, and so they've got no idea what's going on so they're a little bit scared but we've got a gorgeous home for them to go to on the farm a beautiful coop that we've sort of got decked out with fun things and we're going to give them a very happy life let's go and get these babies home here we go (laughs) Right. right here we are so we've just pulled into the farmyard Harry squidged into the back with all the boxes. Right, I'll carry the first two into the shed. They're being very quiet, my two, being very good. Here we go. Yeah, I won't open them yet. The two troublemakers. Come on, you two. Yeah, there were a couple in the car that were being very noisy. And flapping around and apparently they overheat very easily so the trick is to keep them as calm as possible there we go oh oh let's take the top off and see what these babies hi cuties oh hi hi can i lift you out are you happy to be lifted out oh they're very hot my goodness oh there you go there you go what do you think of your new home ladies they're looking very confused but they're looking quite excited actually aren't they we've got little treats hanging from the sky we've got um grit blocks and we've got cauliflowers and food and water some of them are very feathered and some of them are hardly any feathers yeah hey they're ready for your retirement they're just standing there aren't they they're They're not quite sure yeah used to walking very far i suppose they've been stuck in a little cage they don't know what their legs are for 
oh, do you think they've ever heard other birds before? They were all kind of looking up, like, oh, what's that? They're not scared of humans, are they? I just gave one a little stroke. They didn't go at you when you went to pick them out of the box. They didn't... Yeah, I was expecting a bit of pecking or a bit of uneasiness. This is the bravest one here. She's just got straight down to it. Yeah, she has. Stop pecking instantly, looking around. Yeah, do you think they'll know we've got this nipple feeder, haven't we, where you peck it and the water comes down? Is that what they would have in the factories? Yeah. 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 The hens today are from Cage Colony System and are 18 months old. So they were picked up at 6am this morning, put into crates, and then we went and picked them up at half past one into cardboard boxes, and then here they are. So it's quite a stressful day for them, so I imagine they've known the same routine every day for their entire lives, and now all of a sudden it's completely different and they're a bit overwhelmed. Aren't you, ladies? Those over there, they're beginning to get into it now, look. They're suddenly looking inquisitive. Oh yeah, pecking at the bits of grit. Right, should we let these ladies get settled in? We'll go and have some lunch and come back and see how they're doing. See you later on, girls. Bye, ladies. (laughs) Okay, so we're back in the vineyard. We're a month away from planting um, and we've just been told by the vine management company that we need to do more to it they came to look at the soil and it's not quite fine enough so we've already subsoiled and plowed it which we thought would be enough but actually we need a really really fine tilth the soil hasn't been worked in 20 years it's not going to be worked for another 20 years so it really just needs to be perfect now basically how the vine machinery works it's like mechanically planted and so the plow sort of parts the earth plops the vine in and then these mechanical wheels sort of scoop the soil in behind it so if there's any clods grass clods that haven't broken down yet any clumps of stone or earth or clay there will be air pockets deep down within the soil and the vine root will die so we really need to make sure that we get this right so I don't think I actually explained what subsoiling is. Ploughing is pretty self-explanatory, but subsoiling is actually a piece of machinery with these deep prongs that go deep down into the soil, usually about 12 to 18 inches, and they help with water movement and better aeration for the roots and more access to sort of nutrients and things that basically because the field has been a grass field for 20 years, you can imagine that over those 20 years, it's become more and more compact. And by going down deep with the subsoiler, we just help break down the very deepest part of the soil so that our root vines will have um, lots of space. Nigel's just lowering in the plow now and showing us what we're up against. Ooh, the... uh wind guard that we planted the trees they're starting to get big buds on green leaves okay the plow's going through and it's literally just unearthing the grass isn't it that we'd push below yes there's always a hitch god i mean the soil is beautiful it's just the grass clods hmm hi nigel it's tight isn't it Oh, we've been recording. <laughs> Sorry, no, I've always got on. I'm on the peas and Does this mean that what you've done has brought every clot to the top? Yes. I so mean, this, this is all good. Look, I mean, look. I thought it would bung up. It's playing better than I thought. But look, you've got that. Now. Yeah, that's the issue. You see what I mean? But he seemed to think, bring it all up to the top and then run over it with, what's the thing you call to... The power power harrow. Yeah, Yeah. if you go over that a couple of times, that would break it up. And then in the next month and a half that we've got, it it would break break down. And at least if it's on the surface, the air will get to it and it will 
I mean, we've got yeah, enough time yeah, yeah. to let it settle a bit. Ideally, yeah, we should have done this last autumn, but yeah, well, we I mean, we learn by our mistakes, well, we don't we? Yeah, well, we weren't ready then, were we? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, next year the other half's going to be perfection. <laughs> yeah, it will be. Actually, will be. <laughs> yeah, it will. Yeah. yeah. Are you feeling more confident now? Do you think? I am. I was. Wondering, if it was going to block up, it would have been a pain. Yeah. But, okay. I mean, I thought everybody said to me you're wasting your time but I mean yeah. if that's what he wants this is what I'm going yeah. to do isn't it but well I mean we you know it's an expensive operation to plant these things and have them die on us yeah he said so. we'll probably lose 10% anyway and he said for us he was a bit concerned seeing how those smaller trees had snapped off because that's the size they'll be but they will have plastic yeah. guards in um, but yeah he he thought we might end up losing 20% because of that the wind whipping them around but he they're here next year they'll fill in the ones that have died yeah. off and everything but yeah we don't want to make it higher than 20 percent, you know no, yeah no, with the ground so right. well hopefully if ben gets a bit more money together then we'll be able to put the yeah. um trellis work i did talk to ben yesterday and he thinks he might be able to afford to do the trellising this year rather than yeah. next and i said well, if you good. can afford to do it that would really help because yeah, yeah they would have some protection So we're just walking to see the chickens the day after it's been their first night in their little hen house. I'm here with Harry. Hello. Morning, girls. Oh, wow, look, an egg. They might not be used to the wind and the banging and the roof, but... Yeah, it's a windy day, so the shed's creaking. Oh, look, there's an egg over there as well. Oh, wow. Oh, so... wow. Should we step inside? Yeah, let's do it. Make sure not to stand over the eggs under the door, there I am. <laughs> <laughs> Hello. Morning, ladies. It's so windy. Is that rain? I think it might be. <laughs> My goodness. We've just suddenly got a storm here. Oh, hello. It's a really long egg, isn't it? Yeah. How funny. It's a bit of stressful day, but it makes sense. Yeah. Hi, girls. It's amazing. Since yesterday, you can really see that some of their crests or crowns really started to come into colour. They were quite faded and pale yesterday, but now some of them are bright red. And they were kind of, um, like, folded over their heads, and now they're actually stood quite proud, aren't they? Yeah, they're clearly being a bit more comfortable. So that's good. Trying to give her a little stroke. She just went in underneath me. I'm just sat on top of the coop and she's come round to peck and see what I'm up to. Now she's gone off for some food. I mean, yesterday a lot of them were all pecking each other's tails, you know, clearly not used to having anything to do. Whereas now they're quite happily all, you know, found their own little thing to do rather than attacking each other. They're clearly going to have opportunity to grow their feathers back yeah, and everything they lost. so nice. They don't look as bad as... I think I was preparing myself for them to be, like, literally plucked. But, I mean, some of them are quite feathery, but some of them are in fairly poor condition with no tail feathers, no feathers on their bums. I mean, I think yesterday we saw one sort of plucking out her own feathers probably due to stress, didn't we? Yeah. So, yeah, and now they seem to be pecking around. They're interested in the coop. They're exploring. They haven't quite gone for our cauliflower that we've strung up from the ceiling as a little game. All the... What were they called? Grip Grit. blocks. Grip blocks. blocks, yeah. They might get used to it yet, though. Still early days we so, yeah we we, we figured they've they've never seen grass before let alone a cauliflower so they've probably got absolutely no idea what that is they're really going for the food now considering yesterday they didn't even pay attention to it oh territorial <laughs> hands off my breakfast <laughs> they're still a, they're probably not used to even being with each other hi 
Hello. I imagine they're vying for some sort of pecking order or something at the moment. You know? Yeah. Because they probably would have had so many others in the cage as a group of 12 of them, they're not used to who's well, in control. Well, guarding the food with their life. Look, she's not letting anyone get close. <laughs> we might have to put some more feeders out. Yeah. I don't think more water feeders would hurt either, really. This is something yeah. else just for them to do. We've got this kind of like big triangle nipple feeder that's hanging from the ceiling and the water's already half gone. Um, one of the chickens is even guarding that. So like, get away from my water source. <laughs> I think they're used to being quite selfish because they usually have everything to themselves. But they'll learn to get along. Oh, yeah. this one's checking out my shoes. Give it a little peck. Oh, this one's broken peak, isn't it? Oh, this one stood on Harry's shoe going in between his legs, pecking at his jeans. It's amazing that they are more vocal than they were yesterday as well. You know, just the general clucking and sort of crooning and everything is... It's lovely, isn't it? It's such a relaxing sound. Yeah. It sounds like they're relaxed. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. What have you got to say? So we gave them, um, the British Hen Welfare Trust said that they would not eat pellets. They're not used to that. So they wanted either like a mash or a crumble. So I think we got a mash because crumble is more for like baby chicks. Um, and they're really enjoying that. We're going to test out some of mum's wheat and barley from the sheds and see if they like that, if we sprinkle some of that about. Uh, we're not going to let them out in the field yet because we still need to build an outside run and we want them to get used to this um, coop. But yeah, they seem so much happier than yesterday. Mum went up to see them with her usual rounds this morning at about 7am and they were all just cooing and clucking and just really happy to see her and just looked really, really chill compared to yesterday. So cute. I do think I'm just going to wander up here sometimes and just sit in here when, <laughs> when I feel like I need to chill. <laughs> yeah. So I've rescued some chickens. They're all tucked away in the barn. I've prepared the vineyard. That's all nice and ready to go for next month's planting. I've been doing the gardening. It's all been really full on at the farm. So I want to treat myself and David, of course, to a little excursion to one of my favourite places in Devon, Valley of the Rocks. So here we are, Valley of the Rocks. We just finished an epic coastal walk along the Southwest Sea Path Trail, I think it's called. David and I are currently seeking shelter in the car. Oh boy. <laughs> that was quite the experience. The wind and the rain hit us just as we'd got to the northmost uh, part. And I don't know if you can actually hear the wind and rain battering the car right now, but it, yeah, it sounds pretty intense. I guess we should say that today is our anniversary. Yes, which is why we decided to walk about on some rocks in the wind and rain. <laughs> We've been coming here for years. It's my second favourite location in the whole of Devon. Obviously the farm is my first, my number one. But yeah, I love Valley of the Rocks. It's the most incredible um, geological kind of landscape. It is amazing. It's a very beautiful place. We were talking about um, when we came here, we must have still been at uni, it must have been about 10 years ago, and mum packed us like a picnic, but she even gave us like bone china, and we were at the top of this rock formation with like mugs of tea and cake on a china 
it played. <laughs> and it was raining then as well. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You come here on a sunny day, that is rare. But we like it when it's a bit more epic and... A bit more dramatic. Yeah, yeah. it's definitely well, dramatic. Although today was a lot windier than I was anticipating, oh I think. Oh my god, I do feel a bit like wind rocked, like I feel a bit in shock. You were slightly freaking out when we were up there. Oh, I got like low blood sugar and I was feeling very unwell just because I think I was so terrified. The rocks are all so slippery and we sort of clambered up and then we had to clamber back down. Once you actually get up to the top, there's a lot of sheer drops down. Yeah, it's like a sheer drop into the sea. <laughs> we decided that would be a great place to go on a really windy day. So there were definitely some places where I was like, we can't like walk here because you'll just slip up on the stone. Yeah, slip over and die. And I definitely felt that, which is why I think, I, I, I don't know, I got quite uh, scared. <laughs> Which you don't usually get. Usually you're quite cavalier and I'm the scaredy cat because I don't like heights. Yeah, I'm usually pretty gung-ho, but not today. (laughs) (laughs) Good. Maybe it's not some sense into you. Um, So do you want me to hit you up with some facts? I would love some facts. How many rocks are there? Uh, Oh, I don't know how many rocks there are. Um, Valley of the Rocks is famous for the rocks, but also it's feral goats. Yes, we saw some goats. Yes, they all teeter among the rocks on the cliffside and don't seem too perturbed by the uh, wind and rain. Um, So the rock formations themselves. So what we see at Valley of the Rocks is multiple giant rock formations. The valley sort of goes in a U-bend around the rocks. um, So you get this really incredible vista of sloping, sweeping trails, and then vast, giant rocks. Some of them quite, like, square-looking, jaggedy-looking. There's lots of amazing mosses and heathers. Come to Britain. We've got rocks. <laughs> but it's also, I mean, all the different... the. the the greens and the browns and then the rocks and the, just the way it like sweeps through i mean it's just the most incredible landscape listen to that rain hit the car <sighs> um so the east lynn river originally flowed here before joining the sea further west and the river eroded the channel forming the valley parallel to the coastline so the cliffs would have extended further north but they've been claimed by the powerful sea waves over the years i mean these rocks are so huge but I guess even with the battering wind and rain that we experience today, over time, the erosion, they would just fall into the sea. So it used to be even bigger than this. But another theory suggests that back in the Ice Age, the Lynn River may have taken a similar course to what we see today, but the arrival of vast ice sheets blocked the valley mouth, forming a giant lake. Eventually overflowing, water carved a new channel, the Valley of the Rocks. Once the ice retreated, the river reverted to its original route, leaving the Valley of the Rocks drained dry. Are you reading that off Wikipedia? No! (laughs) But yeah, that's how they think. So they don't know exactly how it was formed, but basically, either way, it would have been a river. It would have been gouged out by water somehow. I mean, I'm always amazed by, yeah, the power of water being able to move these giant rocks, like when we've had storms down in Devon and the things washed up on the beaches and the way that things can be displaced. I mean, we were looking out to sea, weren't we, talking about how terrifying it is? The sea is terrifying, yeah. It's vast and deep and full of monsters. Yeah. So the Valley of the Rocks is near Linton and Lynmouth, which is one is at the top of the valley and one is at the bottom of the valley. And you can get between the two with a water powered funicular railway that we've been on a few times, haven't we? It's pretty neat. (laughs) (laughs) Neato. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I recommend Valley of the Rocks. If you're coming to North Devon, you have to visit Valley of the Rocks. You can do the Southwest Trail where you walk into Linton and Lynmouth and you can get the train. But even if you just want to drive here, like we've just driven like 40 minutes to get here, 
and it's so worth it. Nice day out. Nice way to celebrate our anniversary. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it wouldn't be our anniversary if it didn't come with a bit of peril. <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> I don't know. We like living on the edge. We enjoy a good... I don't like living on the edge. Oh, neither do I, really. <laughs> we did have a really great walk. Wow, happy anniversary to me, and David too, I guess. Here's to another 14 years of misadventures. In the meantime, you can follow us on Instagram at Back to Earth Podcast and on Twitter at Back to Earth Pod. Music is by John Day, artwork is by Eric Chow, and this episode was edited by Mr. David Knight. Thanks them and thanks to you for listening. And if you're supporting us on Patreon, stay tuned for our after show series, hashtag farmwife. Farmwife? <laughs> hashtag farmlife, farmwife. This week to celebrate our anniversary, my husband finally talks about his feelings. No, just kidding. It's all about chickens, my feathery flock of broody babies. Find out more at patreon.com forward slash definitely human. Back to Earth is a definitely human production. Okay, bye. 